And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Pleased to be joined now by the one and only Mead County Board Chairman, Mr. John Cavanagh. John, um, thanks a million for joining us. I believe it's your your debut on the podcast. It's a long time coming. It is, David. Thanks for, for the invite. Yeah, you were on there a couple of months ago, but certain things happen. Like that, things happen between between now and then, and uh, didn't get an opportunity to have a, have a chat. But yeah. I'm delighted to, to join it. Great to have you on as well. Um, and and look, we have a lot of things to cover. But I suppose getting straight into it. The, you know, you've you've kind of touched on it there, the COVID, and and it came at a bad time and everything like that. But, um, you know, stopped all of our games. But to be fair, John, we've seen a different side to probably GA clubs, and it's the community aspect, which is you know always a massive part of the GA. And in, in recent months, all over Mead and indeed the country, in fairness, we've seen clubs rallying in behind charities and taking part in walks and runs and cycles and all sorts. Um, just as chairman, what's what's your take on on the Mead Club's participation in these? Uh, as chairman, as, as an individual, first of all, David, um, I think what the GA has done has been fantastic throughout throughout the country. Um, obviously, in Mead, with more low, close to home, what have you, um, it's been fantastic. Um, what was done, I think every club in the county has been involved. Uh, the amount of help and, and aid that has been given. It's it's unbelievable, and I made a statement at the beginning of June that uh, just proved that the GA was more than just a sporting organisation. It's such an important part of our community, and I just like to take this opportunity to thank all the clubs and all the members in the clubs for what they've done. Um, I'm sure it won't go unnoticed, and I'm glad they were coming out the other end of it. I know, unfortunately, people have lost family members, what have you, and are simply on that as well. But um, it's been it's been very proud, if that's the right word, as chairman, to see what the efforts of the GA put in. And particularly, David, I've just mentioned our Health and Wellbeing uh, Committee um, don't get much publicity, but they do an awful lot of work behind the scenes. Um, Andy Fahey and, and Sean Downey, there, the chairman and secretary, with our healthy officers, um, do an awful lot of work with the clubs. And um, if I just have their, their plan, the webinar of, before the end of June, hopefully. And it'll be dealing with the health and well-being of our players and GA community, and indeed the whole the whole extended community um, about their, their mental health and player welfare. And you know it's been tough on everybody, but um, just a special word of thanks to them for what they've done, and thanks to all the members of the, the GA and Mead. Really well said, John. Um, and I suppose moving on, we're you know we're back in a position now where we can. Start looking forward again and, and looking forward to our games resuming, which is brilliant. Um, and only this week, obviously, on Thursday, 
you know, MGA were, were quick enough to act on um, the new restrictions, obviously, you know, lifted last weekend and that the GA has kind of got the green light for late July, early August. And um, we obviously have new championship structures in place, John. And I suppose that was the, the first and foremost thing to get you on to, to talk about those. Um, obviously, down for August Bank Holiday, John, and, and we'll probably start with the football and the senior championship in particular. Obviously, it's going to be broken into four groups of four with the 16 teams participating. Um, with the top teams obviously advancing straight to a semi-final and the bottom teams going into a relegation um, playoff. Fairly fairly similar to probably what we're used to, albeit without the second-place teams going through and the quarter-finals. They're the only real changes. Yeah, well, if you can remember back, David, at the, end of, at the beginning of this year, there was new champion format brought in. Mm. Uh, just in, in the senior, uh, we reduced from 18 down to 16 teams this year. Yeah. And the idea was to have four groups of four with the top two qualifying for a quarter-final and the bottom two then into a relegation quarter-final, for want of a better word. Um, unfortunately, that, that can't go. We just haven't the time for it, but it hasn't been too bad. The only game we're losing is quarter-finals. Mm. Um, obviously, with only one team coming out, there's going to be some, some great games, particularly if you're in the, there's always a group of death there, so whoever's in that, mm. um, I can imagine to be with skin and hair flying as to say you know but yeah. um, it, it's going to make th- there's been there's been a long cry out that maybe there was uh, in me over the years that there was too many games in the championship you could lose two games or maybe even three games instead of qualifying the quarterfinal and one and win the championship and uh, certainly this year that won't be the case you know you're going to have to be on your, on your A game from the start um, unfortunately it's, first of all, it's great to have the game before talking this three weeks ago. I would have said you wouldn't have thought of any games at all. Mm. But uh, thankfully, things have improved in the country and that, and we can go with games in a, in a, in a safe environment, hopefully. But um, it would be ideal if we had more time that put a few league matches for, for guys to, to build up the championship. We know the championship is most important for all the clubs. But um, say everyone's going to have to hit the ground running. And I think to use from from Kieran Flynn there, I heard mention in a couple of places, it's going to be a very very exciting championship and all grades. Mm, absolutely, John. And I suppose you you touched on it there that with the contact training only, you know, scheduled to come in on the twentieth of July, and the game set to commence then on the bank holiday weekend, it only gives teams a window of less than maybe two weeks to to really get contact training in and and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's a challenge, I suppose, for clubs and everything, but I suppose everyone's going to be in the same boat. You touched on the interest that's going to be generated around games this year, John, and obviously we've been starved of sport, not just Gaelic games, you know, so far this year. And I'd anticipate massive interest and probably huge crowds attending these games, particularly if they're knockout, do or die, derby games, we'll say. How, in your opinion, do you think it could work out particularly with, you know, people trying to attend games and obviously social distancing. Yeah, well, look at what we're going to have to adhere to to all the protocols that's there as regards social distancing and all that. Um, obviously, Park Talton is an ideal place because of the space and place maybe like trim and screen and, you know, place yeah. that would normally have champion matches. Um, it's a thing that the CCC would be looking at. Uh, they have the option of playing home and away, you know. Um, it, it just depends on what where the grounds are, Davy, and, and you know, um, obviously, if it's if it's a big clash, 
whether it's at junior or, or intermediate or senior, we'd have to sort of look at something like Park Talton in fairness, you know, for for crowds. Um, but I think we have to give credit to people that no matter where it is, that they will take the necessary precautions. Uh, clubs will will follow the protocol there as regards the the, the sanitization and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd have no fears of where the, the venues are going to be, you know, because I think I think people will adhere to them, and CCT will fix them in, in the most suitable venues. And how realistic, John, do you think that it, it may be that certain teams or certain games are played at home and away venues? Obviously, the big games may be brought to bigger venues and stuff like that. But Yeah, well, look, at, I'm sure that the CC look at, in Championship, we always try to have neutral venues. Mm. That's always been the case. And I'm sure I'm putting the pressure back on the CCC and all that, you know, but I'm sure that they will come up with what's the, the best, the best uh, choice and the best options. Mm, absolutely, and I suppose intermediate, John. It's 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 similar. Obviously, it's a bigger grade. It's a huge grade with twenty teams. You know, all first teams competing. You know, courtesy of the of the new structures, which were obviously you know brought in at the end of last year, started this year. So, with that in mind, we will have five groups of four, and there will be one quarter final to define who joins the other three semi finalists in the last four, and then. You know, the same with relegation and that. Um, the Intermediate Championship is always a competitive grade, John, but I suppose this year in particular, the way it's going to play out, I mean, well, you know, what, what, a, what a championship it is. What a championship. Like, three senior teams coming down mm. um, and, and a lot of very strong intermediate teams that's, that's always there, thereabouts, you know. Um, teams that probably feel they should be up senior as well. Um, but, as I said at the beginning, David, Every championship is going to be helter skelter, you know, because everybody's out from from the first day to try and win. Yeah, you know, to get there the top spot. Um, obviously with the five groups, there will be a, a quarter final or preliminary semi final. It's the same thing anyway, you know. Um, which might be a benefit for that team. It's an extra game for them as well, you know. Yeah. But um, it, it's it's to try and fit into the calendar as well. To, that that everyone, all football teams have a minimum of three games. Yeah, and and you obviously, junior juniors are very similar. You know, there's only first teams in that as well, and there's going to be three groups of four, and obviously one group of three, just with the odd number and that. Yeah, unfortunately, we've only we've only fifteen junior teams. Um, as long as Dalton's and Carlton are in the one group, I think we'd both be happy. Then both of us might progress. Well, well but, surely um, from a revenue point of view, John, if you if you want that game in Navin, that'd be that'd be a standout clash, wouldn't it? <laughs> Why not? Why not in the final? Why not in the final? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll save us then. Yeah, 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 and hopefully <laughs> restrictions are lifted a bit because well, sure, be. ha- maybe maybe we'd have to rent out Crow Park or something. <laughs> you know, we get twenty thousand into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I but, suppose, but it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but again, it, look, it depends on the draw. It's really, yeah. I'm really looking forward to draw and really, you know, excited about what what prospects are there because I know me Pete said, but every game is going to be so important. Mm. You know. That draw, John, is coming up in I think seven or eight days' time, isn't it? In in Park Halton, the plan is to yeah, we're we're, we're hoping to have it in Park Halton now. It won't be open to everybody, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Um. Obviously, we want to um broadcast it through LMFM, our own social medias, and that you know. Yeah. But again, we're limited the amount of people there that has to be there. Um. So where better than in Park Halton uh, on a nice, uh, hopefully sunny Sunday afternoon? Mm. Um, it went live on LMFM and LMFM Sport and um, 
we'll try and create a bit of of excitement about it. Um, obviously, it's different from other years. We always have our county board meeting. We're able to invite the captains from the previous winning championships and our sponsors, indeed, more importantly. But uh, we're restricted this year. Yeah. Um, but the, the plan at the minute, David, is that it will be in Park Talton on Sunday week. I think it's the 21st. Mm. Yeah, or it could be, yeah. is it the 20th possibly? Or no, 20, 21st. 21st, I'm not 20, sure. 21st yeah. I think you're spot on. Um, yeah. yeah, looking forward to that one, John. Um, the, the Premier Championship, I wanted to chat to you. It's, it's a similar kind of thing to the second team championships, only, you know, it's, it's broken into, I think, six or eight divisions. So there's kind of no junior B, C or D. Um, and the teams have kind of be, been regraded already, but there will be, within one division or one group, there will be kind of two mini groups, if that makes sense. That's right, yeah. Um, we look at, again, going back to, to this change in structures. Um, junior t- clubs felt that when they were drawn against second teams of strong senior teams or intermediate teams, mm. that um, to play them in the first or second round was a big disadvantage in comparison to maybe playing later on in, 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 the, in the league, say, the championship, yeah. when they'd have lost players to the first team, you know. So this was brought in this new structure was brought in that uh, the Premier for all second, third and fourth teams. I think we have four clubs that have actually four teams, which wow. is a credit to them, you know. Yeah. Um and they're 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 in the divisions that's there based on the junior C and junior D grades from from previous years. Mm. And you- obviously the, the first teams then sorry, the second teams of of, of the, the stronger teams there in the one group as well, you know. Do you worry, John, that there could be a number of withdrawals in the Premier purely because some of the rural clubs maybe mightn't just have their strongest hand to what they would have if, if you know, they're, they're kind of being rushed back and so some lads might just say, ah, no, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll leave it for this year. There is that possibility. Yeah, yeah it is a fear. And the thing about the Premier, David, was that um, the plan was that the Premier would run during the summer before, before the senior, intermediate and junior championship started. So clubs had to depending on whether you're a senior, intermediate or junior, has to submit 13 players who couldn't play in their second team or 10 or 8, depending on the grade they're in. So that meant that the, the weaker, for want of a better word, uh, rural teams, mm-hmm. they could, their, their second team players could play. They'd have four or five rounds of championship there before the first team would have started in August. Yeah. You know, and that, that was the idea behind it because we do feel that second teams particularly in, in, in rural areas, do suffer because, you know, we all know, like ourselves, Ultons and Carton, it's very hard to get second teams out. Yeah. And um, if there's a few in from the first team, there's lads brought up in that height of that then, and then the rest of the lads don't get any games in the second team. So the idea of the, of the Premier Reserve was that would have started, with plans to start in May, and that would have been at virtually knockout stages before August when, when the senior, intermediate and junior championship started, which would allow those players to, to participate. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, that can't be done this year. To go back to your question, do I worry about it? Yes, I do. And that's why we've asked clubs to just consider again, you know, to, to put in their affiliations at the beginning of the year, when obviously the idea was they would have teams, mm. uh, just to consider again before we do the draw. Mm. And unfortunately, a couple of clubs have come back and said, look, it's we just won't be able to win a second team and that that's no problem this year, like, you know. Yeah. And unfortunate but in fairness that they, they, they're doing I think they're doing the right thing sooner than let the draw go ahead and then the morning of the game ringing up and say that they can't feel, you know. 
Will, will them games be the same weekend as their first team or second team or whatever play, or will yeah, they well, space out during the week or the week after, maybe? No, well, I, I, they, they can't go ahead. You know, until your first team play, yeah. your second team can't play, and down the line. So the bank holiday weekend uh, was, if you like, ideal for starting our, our football champ. There's 57 games. Wow. You know, between over the whole all the grades. Mm-hmm. So it gives us a bit of time that we can start on the Friday night and work through. Now, the, what, there will be at the weekend, say, because we're trying to leave the midweek tour underage. They, they'll be starting back as well. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to work with them as well. And also we have ladies and commodity as well. So, you know, we're all pulling from the one, from the one place for pitches, for referees, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, where, where, possibly be all on, on the weekend. Now there is the possibility that maybe again I'll use example if Ultons and Carton is drawn in, in, in the Premier, we're not hoarders. I don't think we're any hoarders in either place. So maybe that could go ahead the weekend of 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 um Horton Championship, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But makes sense. In general we're trying I, I know the CC is trying to keep football weekend, Horton weekend to be fair to everyone, you know. Mm, absolutely, and and on the hurling, John, it's it's probably similar to the way it's been in recent years, except there's the, the senior will kind of be broken into an A and a B, so there'll be two groups of three in the A, and and likewise in in the B, and then they'll merge in the knockout stages. I think A one plays B, no B one plays A two, and A one plays yeah. or that, yeah. So I I mean, there's it, oh, down on the planner, there's down as three rounds, but there will only realistically be. Two, I think, in senior, intermediate, and junior because of the three. Yeah, but you have, you have to three rounds, David, because um, first team plays second team. Yeah. Second team plays third team, and then first team plays third team. You know, so yeah, okay. you have a bye. Yeah, so there'll you be know, a, so a week same. off for one of them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You have some t- club that's going to play. Sorry, two, three clubs that will play and consecutive. Well, on the two weeks, mm. but yeah, the senior hurling. A couple of years ago, the, the Horn clubs agreed to to split the, the both the senior and intermediate uh, into what they deemed was the, the top six and the bottom six. Um, so that gave them five games. Now, unfortunately, they're down to two this year, you know. Mm-hmm. But they gave them five games with the top two in Section A going straight into a semi-final. Third and fourth in Section A would play first and second in Section B. Okay, which would be quarter final. Yeah, you know. So if you remember, there uh, two years ago, Trim mm. came from Section B to reach the final, and, and yeah. you know, so it's similar this year, except that the, the group is the group of six is divided into two trees, and the same in the B. But if, if you top your, shall we call it Section A or Division A, mm. um, you top your section goes straight to the semi final. The second team will go into the quarterfinal where they'll play the top two from section B. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Well well described, John. Um just with the two week gaps in between, so obviously the hurling have a have a week gap in between their next round, football has the same. When we yeah. get to mid September when the intercounty training can resume, for the likes of Andy McEntee and Nick Weir, you know, if there's a gap week where maybe let's say a footballer doesn't play hurling with his club it's probably a good opportunity for Andy to bring them in, do a little bit of training. Likewise for Nick Weir, if there's a hurler that maybe doesn't play with his club, playing football and that kind of thing. That's probably something they'll look to explore a bit. I'm sure they will. We, we, we haven't sat down with, with Andy and Nick yet, obviously, you know, because it's, it's only since, since Thursday that, you know. Um, the important thing, Dave, from 
the GA's point of view and from the county point of view at the minute is the club. Mm. You know, um, yes, the the same as every every year. It doesn't have to be this year. There will be a crossover with inter-county training and club, and it's something that we've always sorted out over the years, and I'm sure it'll be sorted out again. There'll have to be a bit of give and take on, on all sides. Um, but certainly, you know, you're going to get knockout stage of, of championship when the inter-county starts back, and uh, that, that will, have, will be discussed with the managers and, and the players and what have you, you know. So, John, the other um, question I had for you on this was the finished games on the day. I've noticed that at the bottom of the proposal that games have to be finished on the day, i.e., you know, a quarterfinal, semi-final, final. If that's to be the case and, you know, teams, hypothetically speaking, they're tied after extra time or what, whatever the case may be, does that mean games will be decided on penalties or free kicks or something like that? Or Yeah, the, the knockout game up to finals, baby. Um, okay. The finals themselves, the finals themselves are not on the day. Um, look, it'd be a good, a good um, problem to have if we have, if we have um, a draw match. But um, the other knockout games that'd be quarter, well, you've no quarterfinals, but your semi-finals uh, would be winner on the day. So yes, you'll have extra time, and then the, the famous penalty shootout. Excellent! Wow, which be uh, great. It'd be I'm great sure, to see uh, teams to that, wouldn't it? Well, look, again, go back to that word exciting, wouldn't be great, you know. Uh, of course, unless you're involved in it and, and you, you lost it. But, um, yeah, it, it brings another another element to it. Like, you know, we've seen it there in, in Park Talton. I think it was a Bourne Cup game there the year before last. Longford, yeah. You know, that, was, that was a 45-metre mm. free competition. So, so they've changed that with penalties. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it'd be, you'd like to see it somewhere. Just for the, the share and join with that, and uh, so maybe you, you could be taking one yourself, some of, the, some of those knockout games. Uh, John, you know, I'm, I'm not the best at penos from uh, from I know, yeah. exploits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we might call your son Glenn to come back and take one, <laughs> he <laughs> might come over. Um, John, uh, League and Cups, then I, this is just the final point on it. Um, possibly then after maybe a championship is played and all is said and done, and maybe inter county resumes. Is there yeah. any opportunity to maybe even finish the Cups? Because I know our leagues are quite long and strenuous, so it'd be difficult, but maybe even Cup competitions. No, the Cup competitions, we're at, um, I think we're final stage in two of them and yeah. semi-final, you know. Uh, they will be played, it's not on the planner. The plan is that um, if, if there's a weekend that there's no hurling, the club, two football clubs that have no hurlers, mm. Uh, we can play those finals. For instance, I think Karen Ross and is it St. Vincent's? It is, yeah. You know, uh, there's someone else. There's a semi final there with Waters to and somebody else. But there's no horrors involved. You know, things like that. Castletown, there, I think. There yeah, yeah. Castletown, yeah. Uh, there is a possibility where they can play, but they will be played. To answer your question, when the championship is over, um, there's a note there at the end of the, of the return play that was sent out that it will be discussed later on. I would hope, yes. That there would be some sort. It won't be the league as we know it, mm. but there would be some format. Maybe the league divided into two or three groups, you know, and, yeah. and no, no relegation or no promotion. Just for this year, you know, it'd be about giving games to, yeah. to guys because um, I think they deserve whatever, whatever they need they should get, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But, and, um, but yeah, we on. only have eight weeks between that and, and Christmas, I think. Mm. So. Like 
it might go, go over into early January. But you know, the feeling I get from people is so hot. We've been after three or four months without football. We don't mind playing it, and sometimes the weather in December and January is better than we get in February and March. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know. Intercounty John then and you know proposed start date of the, the 17th of October then all going well um, obviously all the championships will be run off and, and finished by that stage um, and, and we're hoping to have some sort of championship with Intercounty at this stage we, we don't know and we're kind of only speculating on it but you know that 17th like what do you expect or you know in your own opinion what do you think could play out or how, how it could play out? Um, it's hard to know, David, and I, I think this is maybe this is the only fault or complaint I have with with Cropper. I think they've handled everything mm. so well, so professionally. But I, I do feel that maybe they could have produced a plan. Now I know they're saying that they won't produce until uh, the end of June when Phase Three hopefully comes into interregnum. Uh, said no foundation beforehand in case they have to tear it up, but. That's similar with, with our county fix as well. If God forbid that there's there's a, a spike again and that phase three does come into place, you know, everything's pushed back and obviously our, 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 our calendar is, is a mess then as well. But um in the county start we we all t- think that it's going to be knocked out. Um but I've read and I think it was uh, Damien Lawler, some of the papers there mm. over the last day or two. Where there's talk that the last two rounds of the National League could be on on the 17th and 24th of October. Um, now, if that's the case, obviously from a need point of view, we were we were hoping there's no point in saying anything else that mm-hmm. uh, might be no inviting instead of being Division One for next year. Um, but if that's the case, then our championship, sorry, the Leinster championship, then will probably won't start until. At the end of October, beginning of November, mm, yeah, uh, we have to wait for preliminary quarterfinals there. So we might be out until the middle of October, middle of November. Mm. Now we're after rushing to get our championships played. Whereas with all due respect to National League, if the games had to be played, you know, we know we're relegated anyway. But you know, I could have given that extra week maybe for a quarterfinal or whatever the case may be. But it's all ifs and ands and buts, and we couldn't take that chance. And that's why we produced the plan the way it was, or the CCC produced the plan. We've done absolutely Trojan work on it. Because, um, in fairness, them, when lockdown came and we were advised just to have something in place, they had three or four different options depending on when, yeah. if and when there was a, a restart. So that's why we were able to produce the, the plan so quick. And, and credit to everyone in the CCC there, made for, for the work they've done on that, like, you know. Yeah, no, because but, um, because John, in fairness to them, you know, and they they are always probably the number one. They always get all the stick and all the abuse always comes their way. But in fairness, upon it being released, it was only good things that you'd read about the the way me dealt with it, and uh, you know, other counties we won't name them, but we've we've all seen it in the last couple of days that they've probably handled it poorly, and it's led to uproar. In fairness to me, you know, they've dealt with it brilliantly. I think everyone's accepted. That it's the right thing to do, and there's games. You know, you're not just playing a straight now. Yeah. You're guaranteed two, three, possibly four games. You know, in in whatever way. Yeah, well, that, that was the important thing, Dave. That just wasn't one game. You yeah. know, uh, to give as many games as possible. Um, yeah, I've genuinely had not only positive remarks and phone calls from people. You know, 
and I know from talking with the members of the management and the CCC, I don't think there's been any dissenting voices. If we were going, a lot of people thought it would be just knockout games, you know. So I think that they're happy the way it is. Um, mm. what, what, what people probably forget when you go back there to CCC, uh, I was on it for a couple of years, we, we are Hurling and Football County. You know, so we have we have twenty two hurling hurling clubs. So people compare with uh, up in with I don't mind much like the Cavan or Monaghan, where there's little or no hurling, and even Rogers Bet to Loud, I think there's four five hurling clubs. Mm. You know, so they can play more football. I know Loud and parents are starting off their league. They have the time to do that. Mm. We have to need, yeah. and we have to be fair to to both coaches. You know, yeah. uh, unfortunately, the hurling seems to got the, the short straw in that the fact that they're losing more games than, than the footballers but it's just the way that they are set up as well you know mm. but uh, the CCC yeah as you say they get stick for for everything and yes they're the they're the motor behind everything here at the goals you know mm. yeah yeah well said John um, I suppose that's that's really all you'll be delighted to hear from uh, from the club that I have on my notes anyway Um Probably looking at yourself, and and I know it's been a, it's been an unusual first year in in, in the in the chair, your first full year. Um, but you know, up to press, it's an exciting enough time for me. Obviously, we played Division One this year. Um, you know, the the, the redevelopment of Park Talton will happen probably in due course and everything like that. But you know, how would you reflect on on your opening year so far, John? Has it been everything you expected and more? Or <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't what I, I expected. <laughs> I, I should it ask Esther, your wife, John. <laughs> she tell you. Yeah, she, she, she can't wait for the for the, the football to start back and the kids to start back to give in for a while. Um, look, it's obviously nobody was expecting what what it was, what happened. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, Division One football, it was great, and even even the hurlers there as well, playing at the higher grade. <coughs> excuse me, higher grade than that. Um, it, it was great and exciting times. Um, look, at, there's an awful lot more people. Everyone maybe looks at the chairman, whatever the case may be, but there's a great management committee there, and everyone does their, their work from you know Paddy there, the vice chairman, to Maraid. Like Maraid Delaney, the secretary, is the amount of work she does is unbelievable, like you know. Yeah, um, so there's a great team there, and I'm just maybe the face or the head of it, but there's a great team there on management, despite what some people might think. And, and the work that they do is, is you know, it's fabulous. It's only when maybe you're in there and you realise all oh, that has to be done in the GA. It's not just a matter of, you know, making a fixture and sending the house and guys go ahead and play. It's 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 a business now, David, so it is, you know. And um but it's it's still excited by it. Looking forward now really to to the championship starting back up and getting back into the Back on the horses, I say, you know, to to get back to what what we do best, and that that's providing games. Mm. But um, but in fairness, John, you know, personally for yourself, having been involved for so long in different capacities and different roles for the last fifteen twenty years, indirectly maybe, you know, it must be a hugely proud moment for you and your family to 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 get the to get the gig, I suppose, because it you know it oh, doesn't happen to to, to ah, absolutely, and, and like um, you know, like. You, you know me. Like, we, we we could have shouted out the window to one another here when we lived that close to one another. But like, I ne- I never, I'd be honest, but I never set out to become chairman of Needs County Board. Um, I was quite happy there, just working in St Cuthbert's at the time and looking yeah. after you, 
you, you're young as what have you. But things just yeah. progress and you get into it and, and uh, obviously you finish playing and um I was then you know, I was involved with, with underage there when Flynn, my own Ad and yourself were, were the same age there and up to minor. Then yeah. you go your different ways and you you, you lose that direct contact with with the club. Um Barney Allen asked me to come chairman with the minor board back in two thousand and eleven. Yeah. And I won't say foolishly, but at the time, okay. yeah, I said, yeah, sure, why not? And, you know, it's been absolutely, it's eye-opening, but I wouldn't change it for, for, for anything. Like, you know, it's uh, sort of in the blood. And very proud for my family. Like, as you mentioned, yesterday, she's great support behind and the two girls here, Grace and Rachel. But uh, particularly for my dad. Like, mm. you know, my dad, you know, football, refereeing and the whole lot. And, and the whole family that was, 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 uh, was such involved in the GA. So yes, very, very proud to represent them and to represent the parish. And I, I did emphasize the parish of both Oldsons and Cartran because, you know, um, at St. Cuthbert's, it was, it was both clubs I was there. And, you know, I think what they do in the parish is fantastic as well. So, um, yeah, but not the start I would expect it. It was great at the beginning of the year where we got a grant of 6.2 million from the government and it was sort of clapping the back, even though you don't know nothing about it, you know, but yeah. now you're blamed for the coronavirus. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's part, it's part of it. It has ups and downs, but, yeah, I'm really en- enjoying it and, and looking forward to the rest of the year. Of course, John, you, you mentioned Paddy, your dad. It'd be remiss of us not to, you know, mention him. And, you know, generally when people get involved, the, their fathers, particularly at high levels, we had Joe Sheridan on here last week, and, you know, he spoke about the role his dad played in his development as a footballer and, and enjoying his football and that. But, you know, Paddy's been there every step of the way, really, for you. You would have travelled with him, kind of going to meet games, going to watch him referee games back in the day. And that's probably where it started for you. Yeah, like, dad always had his own umpires was one of the things that, that he was renowned for, no matter what game it was. He had four umpires with him. And, uh, I was always stuck in the, that time you could have three in the front seats sitting on someone's knee going to games. But um, I, I, I had a great um, it's a privilege, if you like, that I played on the same team as my dad, along with my uncle and brother. So, like, you know, I don't think there's too many can say that. And that's something that's, that I cherish as well, like, you know. Mm. Um, unfortunately, when I was playing with a man with Jim, my uncle, and that, Carton beat us in the junior final back mm. in the early 80s. Mm. So, um, <laughs> but still, I don't, don't hold that against them. I don't hold that against them. Tom Carthy scored the winning goal from a penalty Pips, yeah. even, though he's, even though he's full back yeah. and he's still talking about it John but I suppose then you know again your footballing career as well and probably people maybe don't probably associate you with this having, having seen where you are now at this stage but like you won a championship with Martry Harps um, in 1985 John um, it was probably probably your major moment with the club you, you obviously went on to play with Mead in uh, in the twenty ones and juniors and a run on the seniors as well, but but that was, must have been a special one winning the intermediate with the the harps at the time. Yeah, um, I, when I started playing adult football, it was with Bormean. Now, and it knows the history here at the time in the early I think there was actually four clubs in in the parish of Bormean. You had Bormean, you had Marchery, yeah, you had the harps and Cartown. So I started playing. I think it was only fourteen or fifteen at the time with, with Bormean. But at the beginning of '85, uh, staff and passport the transfer to to the Harps, and that time the Harps were the perennial 
bridesmaids, I think, to win four or five finals and lost them all or semi finals. So, trying uh, them in set in 85, and we're lucky enough to to win the championship in 85. We beat St Mary's, uh, the great Ken Rennicks was player manager. Mm. Uh, Desi Murta, who we all know from his football next place, but even there in part as well, was the captain. I think he was, I mean, thank you for saying, I think he was nearly 40 at the time. Like, you know, it was great, and he, he was as fit as any of the uncles at the time, you know. So, yeah, it's. 85 was um, was a great year. It was a meet on the 21s that year. I think uh, was the first meet team to win a Leinster under 21. Um, so 85 was a good year, all right, and great experience. And and then a senior call up in 86, John, um, with the mead team probably on the back of your exploits the, the year before, both with the 21s and uh, the club. Obviously, a very special moment in that. I know it was kind of cut short by an injury, unfortunately. Then. But but to get a call up, I suppose at that stage, and with the players that were probably coming into the Mead team at that stage, you know, Mead probably weren't at their. But you could see the rebuilding process was starting to take place, and some of the players that you would have soldiered up with, <laughs> the likes of Bernard Flynn, Robbie O'Malley, PJ Gillick, you know, we could go yeah. on. Um, yeah, must have been good times to be involved. Uh, I was great. It was, it was a great honour as well. Um, I was in '86 from the Mead Juniors as well. Mm. And through that, and I got a call from from Sean Boylan, um, and it was absolutely brilliant. Like up there in Dalgan Park, tr- even training with the likes of Carl Morocco and Jerry Mack. Jerry Mack came back from mm. from America that time to to, to play games, yeah. and Joe Castles. Um, and if you, if you if you watch the '86 Leinster final that real wet day, um, I was on the bench that day, but I was the first out to Joe Castles. When the final whistle went, so I, I had that to, to look back on as well. Yeah. But it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant times, like you know. Um, and you jump with like, I was lucky enough to play with, with Robbie O'Malley and, and Bernard Finn. You know, we came to get from under 14 actually, uh, the whole way up and played county minor and under 21 with them as well. So, mm. you had uh, David Beggy started that year as well, in '86 down in, in um, down in Carroll. Um, we won the last, the junior won the last final that day, and we played Carlo in the in the game after. And Jinxie was there. I think Peter Gillick played in both games. I think he's brought on the senior as well. He was playing the juniors. So great players that came through there. You know, Colin Kyle, Matty McCabe, Finn mm. and the lines as Liam Harnan. You know, all those guys. Uh, it's great to be able to look back and say I played with them. You know, mm. and you went on to to win that junior championship, but two more after that as well, and and three medals. You take great pride in. Oh, absolutely. The pride place on, on the on the mantelpiece, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I was look I, I was lucky and, and privileged to play, you know, any of the place county. It's a great honor no matter what level it is and uh, made great friends through it. Friends are still there today and, and uh, it's great to be able to have a chat about it now and again. Hmm. John, I suppose you know, you you got involved with the county board, but obviously you touched on your involvement in St. Cuthbert's probably previously to that. Generally, people go one or two ways and they either get involved in the county board or, or they maybe go and manage club teams and that. Did that ever interest you? I'm sure you were probably approached on a couple of occasions to maybe go and manage club teams. Uh, no, honestly, I, I wasn't, no. Um, I, I was quite happy with the underage there from under 12. I think when you guys start under 10, Coming up mm. the whole way with, with the likes of Barney, Brian O'Rourke, and, and George Ryan, and your dad there, and 
Pat Farrell. You know, we we, mm. we actually better time than than you players had. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> weekends away and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, but when it came to minor, you know, you lads went different ways, and then then son he he went to America on on, on a scholarship and he's over there since mm. so sort of having the same interest in in being involved in the team as such but, but got more involved in the administration end of it and hence hence the chairman of the county board you know mm. because you certainly couldn't be involved in administration and looking after the team the way things are now you know yeah john just in in terms of that and i suppose we'll we'll take our own club here you know court and st dalton's or st dalton's court and the way it is at the minute Probably compared to maybe 15 years ago, you know, we don't have probably the same numbers involved. And that's not just our club. It, it is kind of across the board. And it's probably a challenge that, you know, for yourselves in there, that maybe the same number of players aren't coming through in clubs. Um, what do you put it down to or, or what do you think can be done about it to, to resolve it? Um, there's a few different things, I think, David, that you could put it down to. Um First of all, there's, there's a lot more options yeah. for kids, you know. Um, now, I know you guys played a bit of soccer as well at the time, but um, there's some more options there. And I don't think maybe parents or adults is getting as involved in underage as they did when I was involved when you, you were young fellas. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to again this is only a personal thing, they seem to think, you know, I have to do this course and that course, I have to be guarded better, I have to do that. It's more hassle than sports, mm-hmm. I think is the way they look at it. And it's trying to convince them that look, it's just protection for, for everybody, you know. There's nothing to to be afraid of. You know, I think someone thinks that they're the parking fine or something that they might might be highlighted and they'd be the top of the parish or whatever the case may be. Um you have that like what what can we do? I think we're doing Evident as possible in the GA. Um, if you look at our goal games, the, the numbers in goal games, uh, I, stand, I think it was 5,600 kids last year took part in our goal games football and around 2,500 in the goal games hurling. Now, if you transfer that on, if we can keep those mm. there, and there's more and more clubs, including our own, putting teams in at every age group, you know, which is great to see that. You know, you're not depending on one fellow to play two or three age groups, but even Dulcet's caught in there last year or two at every age group to have to have teams. So if we can keep those kids playing, uh, we're going to have to increase our facilities for all these, you know, because it's going to be a boom altogether, you know. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of work being done, um, and that if we're this conversation, maybe the five or ten years time that. There'd be all those would have carried on. There won't be a lot more playing playing our games. Mm, please God, John. You know, maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe we took a right off the ball with other with other sports, but certainly in the last number of years, the coaching and games in there and and uh, the work they're doing the GPOs around the clubs. It's it's uh, it goes unseen, but it is the numbers is there to prove that it's it's been a, a great benefit and a great asset. Mm. Look at John. We've um. I promised you probably 20, 25 minutes tops. We're nearly on the call now an hour, so uh, I, I, we probably better wrap it up. We're after covering a lot from you know from the new structures to to your role as chairman and and to what we might see um, in in time to come. But look, at I suppose for the minute we're we're looking forward to getting back, and I'm sure you're looking forward to getting back to bread and butter and uh, getting stuck into it again. Absolutely, as I say, 
you know, it's it's what we want in the GAs our games and please God on at the thirty first July we'd have those and, and of course it's all subject to the government that the phase three be coming into effect as well, you know. But I'm sure that that will happen the way things going and roll on the thirty first of July and and actually roll on next weekend with the draws and that'll even more wet to have played more. Well, what better way to leave it than that? John Kavanagh, Chairman of the Mead County Board, thanks a million for your time. My pleasure, Dave. Thanks very much. <laughs>